going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Man, first and foremost, man, NBA playoffs, the Eastern Conference Finals is set in stone like Rosetta Stone. We had Drake out here dressed <laughs> like Birdie from above the rim, from the from the bandana <laughs> down to the hoodie. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, did he bet on the game as well, like Birdie did, too? I was just waiting for uh, Wood Harris to come out with a duffel bag to pull out the strap. Right. If things but, didn't go right, right? <laughs> right. We found out Wood Harris is Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> the, this team, the Milwaukee Bucks, was down, was up 0-2 rather than down. They figure out how to beat Kawhi um, I thought at first, watching the first two games in the series, I'm looking like, okay, this is like the same baby raptors or or whatever you want to call them, the Barney dinosaurs. Right. But, the, but this Toronto Raptors went from, from, the, from the lovable purple, cuddly purple dinosaurs to straight, turned into straight real Toronto Raptors. Kawhi Leonard willed his team to victory. This is he would be the third player in NBA history, especially on the Eastern Conference side, to lead his team at points, scoring, assists, and all the above in minutes played. The other two players are Jason Kidd, who did it back when he had when he was playing for the New Jersey Nets. It's kind of weird to say Jason Kidd let his team and everything, but he was a walking triple double that year. He was in the NBA Finals. He did get swept too as well. Then the other player was LeBron James, who did it back in 2007 with the Cavaliers team and that mediocre roster. So Kawhi Leonard joins an elite company. Um, the one thing I'm, I I do like about what I've seen, this is, a, we talked about this already, Marcus, this same Raptors, it, this is the same Raptors team. They just added Kawhi yeah. Leonard and Danny Green. Just, you, can't even, you can't even say Danny Green because Danny Green been a no factor in this series. Yeah, I'm going to say no Kawhi shot. Leonard. Yeah, he's just out there like, just shooting bricks. They can <laughs> sign me up for that. I would love to shoot bricks and get paid twenty million plus. So, right. looking at Kawhi Leonard, what he did to this Milwaukee Bucks team, I realized who their coach was from Milwaukee Bucks, Mike Buttonhoser. Same coach, <laughs> but different team. The he was the same coach who led the Atlanta Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals against the LeBron James team, and and that team. Had an outstanding record too, as well. I think that the Hawks team won about 66 games that year out of 82. And what happened? They ran up against the big bad king himself. Right. So you for that five years later, <laughs> look we have. You got beat by the claw and Nick Nurse. <laughs> Nick Nurse. Yeah, I mean I thought they. Uh... I thought Budenholzer may, may have had to figure it out finally. Like, yeah, I got my star superstar player in Giannis, you know, mm-hmm. first two games that was just on a roll. And then they just, they basically got swept. They lost four games in a row. To, for two of the games, seemed like what Kawhi Leonard was hurt. Like, mm-hmm. wrong with his leg for two of the games. And then it's like they... They just couldn't get Giannis going like how they wanted him going. Everybody else had moments, you know. Brook Lopez had that game in game one, but right. no one else really 
um, had like a that shining moment. You thought it would have been Chris Middleton, uh, mm. but he just was lukewarm the whole series. It seemed like he never really got got going like he wanted to either. And Blesso, you know, he just he don't. He just mistakenly himself for a three point shooter. It's not that at all. Like non existent. He was he was right. really not existent in this whole series. Right. Like he, he should have spent more time driving whenever he drove and mm-hmm. was aggressive on deep. Good things happened for him. When he stopped doing that, Kyle Lard, Mr. who used to be the captain of the no shows, showed up. <laughs> right. And took a it's, it's weird that you said that. Speaking of these two, so look in there. So we're gonna run something down. So the X factors for the Toronto Raptors stepped up and showed out. And I told you who my X factors would have been. I told you it would have been either Marcus Hall, the Fred Van Vliet, and Norman Piles. I told you at home everything is better. The crowd is more better. The food tastes better. And of course, you sleep in the bed that you're familiar with. You're not on the road sleeping at hotels worrying about getting to sleep or what's somebody going to do to your food when you're out on the road in these playoffs because things get very hostile. So like I said, you go to game one. Kyle Lowry had the 30 ball. Eric Blesso had nine points in game one. Game two, Eric Blesso had eight. Game two, you had Kyle Lowry with 15 points, and you go to game three. They both had 11 apiece. Game four, Kyle Lowry had 25, and Eric Blesso with five points. Game five, 17 points with Kyle Lowry and 20 points for Eric Blesso. So you look at it's where, okay, you're looking for this team to make some stops. Then you go to game six, and you're looking at Eric Blesso had eight points, and now you have not Kawhi Leonard, but again, Kyle Lowry to them was seventeen points. And when you look at this, what he was doing, this throughout the whole series, Eric Bledsoe really had one good game, and that was Game Five. And they lost that one. I mean, I mean, he 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 been, he had terrible shot selections. You don't know if he gonna he step back and shoot threes when he had an open an open lane to get to layup. For instance, how they could have won Game Five, Marcus. I'm looking at where he is. When they had a fast break, Kawhi, it was uh, Eric Blesso, Chris Middleton on that break, along with Yonson Akumbo. It was three on against one. This guy drive always a hold to pull back out to shoot a three, and you had numbers. I've seen the frustration on Yonson's face, like, dude, you could have just passed the ball to me or Chris. We got the easy layup. He didn't do that. He he messed the fast break up, stepped out and set up for a three and clanked it, and led to a and it led to a Kawhi Leonard fast break. And Kawhi Leonard, when he's get the when he, once he get that ball, man, he's pushing it, and he's gonna dunk. And and like he's saying, you know who we missing in this in this Toronto Raptors series? OG Obinobi. Right, he's not even out there. He has an injury. So is 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 there a possibility that we may see an OG Obinobi? In the NBA Finals, um, I think it, it's a chance. You know, I haven't checked on his uh, injury reports, but they was making it seem like you know in this series it was a chance we may see him. Um, mm-hmm. It just turned out they didn't need him. You know, so it's like a lot of injuries to look out for this next series. You know, they got KD, you got Demarcus Cousins. Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming Andre Iguodala is gonna play. Mm-hmm. You got o- OG uh, Anobi. So. 
And he's a good defender. You know, he's one of those guys that can defend any other guard position. And he can defend the forward. All right. So watching that, so watching that game last night with the Bucks. If you had to take away, if there's one positive thing that you had to take away from the Milwaukee Bucks in this series, and one negative, what would you take away, and what would you add for the great things they did in the series, or something that they got over the hurdle in the in the in the hump in this series to prevail to go to the NBA Finals? Do you feel like this team, Marcus A, got too comfortable when they was up to zero, and two, do you feel like this team was when they once they came out to Toronto, they felt like they had the, the game. Wrapped up the series. Wrapped up. How did you feel for a young team like that? Um, I mean, some some positive things is you know one, Giannis is is just starting to come into his own. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know it, it's a positive, but then also a negative. Like in, in this series in particular, he just showed limitations. You know, it's just certain things he couldn't do. I mean, believe it or not, I pick on a player that we call you know Ben No Jumper Simmons. But he at least has that uh, soft uh, hook shot in the paint, you know. And I think that was one of the things Giannis could have could have added to his game in this series. You know, even though he doesn't, sh- he's not afraid to shoot. He will take shots. But if he could have hit, you know, uh, you know, like a, a five to ten footer in the paint, because you, know, you know he gets to the paint at ease, but then they wall up on him. So if he could have just, you know, did a jump stop and rise over him, and get a nice ten. Five footer, I think he uh, added some versatility to their to their whole play. I mean, not they play, but they uh, to the play calling and their game plan. Uh-huh. Michael Brogdon was hurt, you know, at the beginning of the series, and he, to me, he's a better, he's more reliable in these situations than Eric Bledsoe was. So when uh-huh. Michael Brogdon was out there, he was, you know, he's making better plays, making better decisions, and it seemed like he was. Uh, more confident in what he can do offensively and defensively. Whereas, you know, Eric Busso was oftentimes a minus whenever he was out there. And then another plus would be Brooke Lopez. They have, you know, a real, you know, like, you know, some toolbox player. They can bring him out. He can shoot threes. And he's like really one of the only big names besides maybe Laurie Markin, you know, for the Bulls. That can really shoot the three at a a confident clip. <clears throat> Say, well, Marcus Gasol on Toronto was doing the same thing, but he wasn't really shooting them like how Brooke Lopez was. Like his whole game was, I'm shooting threes, and then if I have to, I'm right. I just feel like if I had to take a positive a positive thing for them, that no that nobody. I'd be honest, a lot of people. Didn't expect the Milwaukee Bucks to make it this far. People mainly want to see Toronto and Philly. But me and you was doing a podcast before the playoffs started. I said, you know, if I had a pick to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I said it would either A, be Toronto Raptors or the, or the Milwaukee Bucks. A third would have been the 76ers, and my fourth was was going to be the Boston Celtics, who barely who, – who had no business being this, making it this far because I feel like they had a, a healthy Victoria Depot for Indiana. It'd been a different story in the East. Maybe the Indiana Pacers right. could have been the Eastern Conference Finals. We never, we never knew because they, I think that team was 
well prepared and built better than the Patriots because I think Indiana, the, Indiana, uh, the Boston Celtics has too much turmoil, inside turmoil going on around the organization. Our players are not comfortable around, around other players when it's time to get down to the nitty gritty. But back to the, but back to this Raptors and Bucks series. The, I'm gonna tell the, 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 I'm gonna tell you what I, another uh, this negative I take away. The Milwaukee Bucks lost this game so on because they can't hit free throws. Now you look at that. We talk about yeah, free throws again. Uh, and you looking at how many teams so far this year alone lost games because of the free throw discrepancy? Philadelphia is one team. Now you got the Milwaukee Bucks. Then you go west. You have Portland Trailblazers missing some free throws. Then you go to the Denver Nuggets. You have a couple of teams, a, a couple of, of premier teams that missed and went on free throws shooting themselves. They're missing about five, seven, ten in a row free throws. And you're looking at where Giannis Combo went five and ten from the free throw line. Shooting 50%. And you're looking at where right. as this... If he would just hit five of his free throws, just five, and somebody else would hit another one or two more, you're talking about they could have easily won this game by one or two points. And I, and I always tell people, it's cool about this, the selection, but at the end of the day, you have to hit these free throws. Now I see why coaches go through these free throw drills would take the worst big man or the worst free throw shooter on your team and before they end practice. You gotta hit two free throws. If you don't, we ain't gonna run some more laps. We gotta do some more suicides. <laughs> and, right, we gotta do more. And, and this is what I'm saying. People, this this is what I mean. This is the lost art of the game. The 15 footer. That is the 15 footer shot that most people cannot hit. I mean, and you if have you to hit a free throw. I mean, when the game, like in game situation, you should be able to hit it then too. You know, that goes. Adding to what I, I thought Giannis was missing, like, if he would have made more free throws, oh yeah, I think it would have made him more confident, like in game situations. Like, oh yeah, I can knock down his fifteen footer because I make free throws well. But I go ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as I was just saying, as you're saying, you know, they, them, and a couple other teams, notably the Denver Nuggets and Philly. You know what? I'm going to show the North Carolina. It's getting hot in here. I'm about to crank it up for a second. Man, first and foremost, <laughs> Jamal McGlure, the big cat who played in the NBA for nine-plus seasons. First and foremost, he said, you know how we can be Giannis on the Kubo? Let's build the wall on him. We're going to show him. This ain't Westeros. This ain't the Game of Thrones. We're going we're gonna to build the wall. On Kawhi for uh, Giannis on the Kumbo. Kawhi, Kawhi, they're gonna lead in the middle. We're gonna put Serge on the outside. We're gonna put Danny Green on the other side. So anytime he make a move, we collapse on him. We collapse on him, and that's what they doing. They say, you know what? He ain't gonna shoot that ball. He gonna, he gonna, he gonna, he gonna, he gonna, he's gonna pass out first. If you notice that, they was in the three-two defense. If you look what they was doing when he make his move and he passed the ball back out, now they go into a two-three defense because the defense slides over. So I'm looking where it's like, oh, all right. Show me what you got. You the MVP. Show me can you do right. MVP things. He couldn't. He couldn't make a jump shot. I'm. I'm sorry, Giannis. You probably gonna win the MVP. <laughs> but I gotta put you in the same category as Ben. No jumper. Simmons. <laughs> right. Like as I was saying, even no Ben. Ben Simmons was scared to shoot, but he had 
That that one move where he do a, he dies to the paint, reverse pivot, and then shoot that foul for a hook shot. Exactly. Giannis, Giannis didn't have that in his game, which was shocking. He don't. It's Euro step. Either he make it or he'll get called for offensive foul. And and uh, even though Marcus Hall did not have a good series, Marcus Saw was the anchor of that defense. And you know what? I'm gonna make this dude pass the ball. He's not getting in here. Marcus Hall. It's not a little dude, man. Like I said, the tank might be missing a couple of pieces and some armory, but he they made Giannis work. They even kept Brooke Lopez out of the paint, too. Because, like you said before, Marcus, this guy, they, the Milwaukee Bucks fall in love with the threes like Paul Walker Millionaire. I'm falling in love with my money. And they're not hitting no money shots. Point blank, period. <laughs> You gotta find other ways. You gotta find other ways to score. And back to Mike Buttonhoser. This is the same thing like I was he was doing with the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks had a fabulous season about four or five years ago when when he he had that record. Did he not use his whole bench that whole regular season? Did he not for me fast forward a couple of years later? Did he not use his whole bench in the regular season? Did he not? If you if you rewind, did the same thing in the playoffs? Did not use his bench. Did he not this year do the same thing? Did not use his bench. How do you same how do you have a how do you have a, a great record in the regular season and you use your bench? You get to the playoffs and you forget how to coach. A lot of these coaches forget how to coach. Do what got you there. If we gonna use our bench, damn done it. Let's use our bench. Your bench. You need to buy minutes to get players comfortable. What's going on? Like you know, you you can't just not use your bench in the playoffs, and that's like me going to the NFL playoffs. I'm in the Super Bowl. Our, most teams use the tactics what got them there. They don't go away from what didn't get them there. If, if, if we used our bench to get us there, but matter of fact, Milwaukee had one of the best scoring bitches in the league. Right? We seen throughout this series that they bitch right. could score fifty four points. But when the things start getting tight, like a like a turn around 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 your neck, they, they, they got real tense. Like what we gonna do <laughs> now? They stop they stop playing certain guys in crucial situations. I'm looking at you ain't see no Tony Stell out there for long enough. They roll with they roll with the Georgia. They roll roll with our I mean our side you Soviet. They got around with the other guys. They didn't play the Sterling Browns but they did. You got to use that bench. You got to utilize your bench. There's not too many teams that won an NBA championship that I can think of with a seven-man rotation because it never happened. The Bulls never, like I said, Phil Jackson emptied his bench out when he was with the Bulls and Lakers. Popovich used his bench. The Cav- the, the t- t- 2016 Cavaliers emptied their bench out. You gotta use. You gotta show different things. If a team keeps seeing one thing and one thing and one thing and another on a film session, guess what? The coach, the coach will come to the game and say, "Hey, man, we just done something." They don't play these same guys in crucial minutes. So when, come on, let's, let's use other things. And you looking at what Toronto did? They using other key pieces, and what got them to win? They figured something out. When me, you was when you was texting each other, you was like, you was like, I think Toronto figured something out with Giannis. I said, let's give it. Let's see. And I seen it after that after that game they they were showing you a little clips of it after they was down old two. I said, Yeah. It's like they formed a wall, man. Like he could Giannis could get past it. He was frustrated. Can't get frustrated if you can't get past something. It's on you to find something else to make it work for yourself. That means you gotta work on that jumper. And I feel like he might be the one coming into next season who's gonna find his jumper other than Ben Simmons. And if if Giannis stake 
committed and focused, dude, he find if if he find a jumper, a consistent fifteen footer, and working that three point game, he'd be arguably the best player in the NBA next season. It's weird saying this because there's no LeBron, but if that guy, if just two of those guys. If Ben can find a jumper, he can be the best player. These guys don't realize they only one jump, one jump shot away to being the best player in the league. Not yet in the league, in the world. You gotta put the minutes and dedication in. Like Aaron Thomas said, the philosopher said, when he wake up in the morning, he said this. Hey God, what you want me to do for what you want me to do for you? You always answer my prayers. What you want me to do for you? How can I be great? I got to be selfish today to order to be great. Can no dudes do that, Marcus? Can these guys be great, Marcus? Can these guys take over and be and and, and do and make and make it make it do what it do? I mean, you're looking at different things that this team could have went through in the in the hurdles to prevail. To go on to the next series. Like I said, they got Oats Coach Marcus by Nick Nurse, who who realized he said, you know what? I can make this team. We can we can send this team. Kawhi Leonard up there in Canada. Things talking about Kawhi and dying. If he won a championship, he took him to the first NBA finals. Listen here, folks. The Kawhi and dying situation. Not only do you have a city on his back, this dude had a Kawhi Leonard got a whole country on his back that just depended on him. That means people if if he, people are offering him houses to stay at that he don't have to pay for today, they, they pay for his mortgage. He can eat anywhere in Toronto for free. It's funny if you think about the great some of the great players that actually came through there couldn't do that. Charles Oakley, Hakeem Olajuwon. Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady, Dale Curry, Muggsy Bowes, Marcus Camby, Damon Stoudemire. That list is long. Long. Great. So, Daisy. if you're looking at who all came through there, a DeMar DeRozan. (laughs) (laughs) Kawhi Leonard comes there. He protected himself, which he is the investment. They were trying to rush him back last year from an injury. Because Zaza was not last year. Was that last year when he hurt himself? The year before last? The year, be, year before last. Zaza Petulia slid his feet under him. Kawhi Leonard sprained his ankle so bad, was severely hurt. They're trying to rush him back. And Kawhi said, no. Organization didn't like that. Because the one thing I noticed about some of these organizations, it's almost like playing football in the NFL. An average concussion. And the NFL don't last a week. A concussion could go from anywhere be- between a week up to two or three months. Trust me, I had one before. And mine's, I got one in August. I got one August 6, 2015. And it didn't go away to September 25th, 2015. That's a whole month. So they are hurt rushing cats back to get hurt again. That's why some guys go back and go out there and get concussion because their brain is not fully fully healed for you to take another hit. It takes some time 
before you can go out there and play. And Kawhi Leonard took a, said to himself, he wore his agent is, I think it's his uncle or something. They said, no, I can, I'm not going back out there. And they were trying to rush him back. And at the end of the day, you, you only you as a human being know your body. And he did what he had to do. Like, no, I'm out of here. I'm leaving San Antonio. He went to Toronto. To De- they took Danny Green. He took Danny Green with them. The, the Spurs tried, thought they was going to be slick. He said, we're going to just turn to Toronto. They ain't going to do nothing. And look, look where we at now. And then the NBA Finals. And Marcus, what you think about how that whole, how, how Kawhi Leonard then put a whole, not city, but a whole country on his back? Man, I knew he was capable. You know, we saw uh, sprinkles of it in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. You know, that, mm-hmm. that the series, you know, the year he did get hurt was that 2016, that would have been. Right. They were up by 20 on the Warriors side. Like, and it looked like they was about to put that series away early. And he got hurt, you know, and then, uh, you know, unfortunately the Spurs periled because of it. So mm-hmm. now he he's replacing DeMar DeRozan. Right, and it's the same team, and everybody feeling empowered. That that just lets you know how good he is. They had a they just swapped players, and now everybody else is playing better because they feel more confident in the star. You know, do you right? That's say, it's similar to Michael Jordan. Like mm-hmm. some of the players he played with wasn't really that good, but because they were playing with him and they believed in him, they all uplifted their game too. Right. And you're looking at where it is, Popovich said, you know, I don't think Kawhi Leonard is not a vocal leader. I just feel like Pop was trying to throw salt on my man's name. Leaders lead, all leaders don't lead the same way. Some leaders lead violently. Some leaders lead nonviolent. Some leaders lead as, as you've shown them things. Some people, some people lead in silence. Some people put the hard work and dedication in and others will follow. So you're looking at Kawhi Leonard, he might not be the most vocal person. But one thing I'm keen hearing from his teammates, this dude's a leader, by example, his work ethic, the way he communicates to us. The one thing I like when they said, the, what Kyle Larson, the way he communicates to us as a team. He don't have to communicate with the coach. As long as he can talk to the right. players and communicate with them, he have an understanding. When they, like he said in that interview, he said, you know, I believed in Kyle. I just told him just get to a certain sp- certain spots of the floor where he liked to shoot from. Kyle probably never heard that from DeMar DeRozan. Why? Because they was too buddy-buddy. You Sometimes you got to split your buddy up in order to see the greener side of the grass. And look at mm-hmm. him. Like DeMar DeRozan in San Antonio. Kawhi Leonard in Toronto. And Kawhi's like, let's do this, man. I, Kawhi been there. You look at other players who've been in the NBA Finals on that squad besides a Danny Green. A surge of pocket. Some of these guys been there. Marcus saw no more. I think he probably been. I think he been. I think that's what his first conference finals, I believe. But he been to the Western semifinals. A lot of guys have the playoff toolage under their belts. It's all. The, it's just how can we make this oatmeal better? You add butter to it. You can add cinnamon to it. A little brown sugar, whatever. As long as you add some ingredients to it, it would taste good. And look at Kyle Lowry. He was just the oatmeal. He just needed some butter, baby. He got Kawhi. <laughs> he got Marcus Saul. Just add a little spice to it. Just give it a little edge. Stir it Eat up. Some butter yeah, we there. They're in the finals. And not and you looking at I'm look I thought 
I thought the Raptors were in trouble today. Here we go again. They're down 31-18. Milwaukee is making a move early in the first quarter. And, and I feel like Milwaukee stopped playing how they was playing basketball in the first half. They set up for a lot of a lot of threes in that second half, and it didn't prevail. They were not a, another great three-point shooting team. Meritovich could not create off the dribble. That was his downfall. Ersan Yusovic is the same way. He could not create off the dribble. They only had like two, they only had like a couple of people in that can create off the dribble. I feel like Bunhoser should have came out in that second half. He's like, you know what, bless you, you're not having a good in shooting half. I'm going to go out with George Hill. Didn't do none of that. Sometimes you got to change it up, and he didn't change anything. They stuck with their guns, and they went out with their with all that ammunition, and didn't even bust around. Came up short. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard and everybody, Fred Van Vliet was the X Factor. He came, he came and gave right. you 14 on the bench. Norman Powell gave you nine points and four rebounds. Serge Ibaka, nine points, three rebounds. Danny Green, I th- I got, I'm sorry I got to do this to you, Danny Green, because I'm a Tar Heel fan. Marcus, I got to do it, man. <laughs> he is a donut. <laughs> <laughs> what type of donut is this? Because you're going to the NBA Finals, man, this donut ain't sweet. When you have that stale three-day-old donut that somebody's trying to sell for half off, the donut normally go for a dollar, they're going to sell it for 50 cents. But today, Danny Green, because you've been playing so horrible, man, we selling this donut for 15 cents, man. The man want that donut. It's all hard. The glaze ain't the, – the glaze look fake, like a fake kid's toy donut. That's really like a fake kid's toy donut. And in order for these Raptors to come alive in the next round, this dude has to step it up. You gotta step it up. They're leaving him open now. He ain't hitting shots. And right. He's known for knocking down key shots. He's open for a reason now. <laughs> right. I mean, George Hill getting you 10 points and two rebounds and three assists off, off the bench. And like I said, Chris Middleton, who didn't show up to the second half, gave you 14. Giannis 21 and 11. And four assists and three blocks. Like I said, his downfall was shooting that five for ten. I thought when they inserted Malcolm Brogdon to the line, I thought it was going to be a better look. Maybe they should let Malcolm Brogdon push the point and made Giannis freelance around the floor and catch alley-oops and dive to the basket. I didn't see none of that. There's like right. Giannis bringing the ball up a lot too. He was doing all that Euro step and he was going to offensive fouls call on him or they weren't calling anything. They was letting the guys play last night. And the one thing I had about the, the, the new the new guys. Don't argue with the referee. The argue, if you show the referee up, he's not going to give you no call. Point blank, period. Just play mm-hmm. your game. Stick to the game plan. You know, They didn't stick to their game plan. This is how they lost the game. Like I said, Siakam for the Raptors had 18-4. and four. Kawhi Leonard, man. 27 points, 17 rebounds, and 7 assists, and 2 blocks. Kawhi does it all. This the guy who braids don't get frizzy during the game. His braids still look the same from when he... He woke up and got him done that night before and come play a whole 39 minutes of basketball. Bray still intact. Now, you tell him that ain't MVP type stuff right there. Shout out to his Brader. They're the real MVP, man. I don't. I haven't seen anything like that in my life unless you play a video game where you're here still. Just like, this guy here don't even budge. And, and he's the fun guy. He, and Kawhi's the fun guy. And speaking, we're gonna go, we're gonna, enough of the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are... Or Giannis Alakumbo, a jump shot away from being one of the, the premier teams in the league. They need another mm-hmm. another score to come off the bench 
that can create off the dribble. They need somebody can another player, that, another playmaker who can create off the dribble. They don't have that. Um, as we head into this uh, NBA Finals, Marcus, this is the first time that the Golden State Warriors have to travel east. Remember, repeat this, people. This is the first time that the Golden State Warriors have to travel east. In the NBA Finals. Why? Because two teams in the East had a better record than the Golden State Warriors. Either way it goes. Either it is either travel to Milwaukee or Toronto. Now, one thing about Toronto that they probably going to hate, and they probably got to go to Customs probably three or four times <laughs> on this <laughs> series. That that might take a toll on them. But and, and Toronto is notorious. You know, from when right. the Cavs was playing them in the semis and uh, Eastern Conference Finals, but then laying the other teams, you know, baggage and luggage check coming across the uh, customs borders. So you best believe the Warriors are going to be feeling the blues, and especially during the finals. They're going to be doing pulling every rule up under the book to delay them getting into, you know, their hotels or their arena or whatever that, you know, is going on. They're trying to get to for the finals in Toronto. It, they gonna have it all back. <laughs> TSA. You, uh, every time I go somewhere, I go through customs. I say TSA. I be having people in the line laugh. I say, man, you know what TSA means? I'm like, what's that, sir? The suckers arrived. And the reason I'm saying that, calling us suckers, we go across other countries because people always put something in their bag that it has no business. Somebody's gonna get. Somebody's gonna get randomly scanned. I mean, scanned. Like every time I go through, I always get, I always be that person that get randomly searched. So that's why I call it right. TSA. The suckers yeah. arrived. Me and you both. <laughs> you know like, what? Man, I ain't even got you, nothing. Right? You look suspect. Can you go through? Uh, can we search you? Yeah, search me. Can we search your bag? Go through another one. Can we search you again? I told them. I said, y'all searched me so many times. I ought to bring something over here to be searched. But. This Toronto Raptors team is a little bit special team. We know that the Toronto Raptors swept the swept the Golden State Warriors twice this year. That hasn't happened under Steve Kerr. One game. One, one game he had Kawhi. And and you looking at and, and, and when they got swept and they lost, Kevin Durant had 51 points and about 13 rebounds with that L. They talk about low management. It's the lowest management we're waiting for. Can Kawhi Leonard, can this team duplicate it? Just remember that this same team had OG Obinobi too. So if, if they can get him back, you talk about another lengthy score, a lengthy defender who can control stuff. That you can switch every now and then and put somebody like that on the clay. Clay Thompson may have trouble scoring if they bring back OG Obinobi. Could this be the year? That the Golden State Warriors fall. Could this be the year that Kawhi Leonard can be Jon Snow and become the king of the North? Yay! Can this be? Yeah, can I think this so. be? Yeah, I think I think it's kind of you know storylining out to be that you know it's like a very fairy tale type season for the Toronto Raptors. You know, you got Masai Ujiri took a risk swapping Ooh, out the Marderosa. Hold on, Marcus. Stop no. you right there. Let me stop you right there, Marcus. Okay. Can we give 
Masai Majiri some love because GMs don't get no love. This is the second time on our podcast that the GM got love. First, it was Will Dimps. Y'all should be thinking Will Dimps that they got the number one draft pick in New Orleans. Because he said, I'm not trading Anthony Davis to no Lakers over his dead body. And we got another one. Masai Majiri, he rolled the dice. He hit him with the ice cube. 7-Eleven backdoor little Joe. <laughs> Twice. Because not only Twice. did he get, get rid of DeMar, he fired the coach of the year. He was like, you know what? We ain't, you ain't good enough He for said, this. Dwayne Casey, get out of here. We're going to see right. Go sign with Detroit and get bounced in the first round. Now, shake him up, shake him up, shake him. 7-Eleven backdoor little Joe. Today was a good day. When you go ahead, go ahead, Marcus. You finish that, man. Because that just got me excited right there. That made, <laughs> that made the hair on my arms rise. Masada Jerry, put a, hit, that, that's the steal of the year. That's one of the steals of the year. Right, it may work out for them. Like he, may, if they win, Kawhi gonna stay. He ain't going yeah. to LA. I don't think he's going. He ain't gonna stay right where he at. I mean, like you said, people offer him free mortgage, free food. Like I'm getting, I'm getting love here like this in Cali. Right, I might as well stay. And he's going to basically, the whole legacy of DeMar DeRozan that he, that he left in Toronto is just one season, just like DeMar who Right. The only people you can say is part of that legacy now would be only Vince Carter, who they call they got. Like, I've been in Toronto. I've been there before. People love Vince Carter. They say he came up here. He was the only star who played there who actually stayed there in the summertime during his offseason. He had basketball camps there. He introduced these guys to play basketball, the Tristan Thompsons. You're looking at all these guys, the R.J. Bears falling behind him now who's actually from Canada, the um, Jamal Murrays, the uh, Andrew Wiggins, Vince Carter, the guy off the basketball. Oh. Those might be the two faces that people really love there now. Vince Carter being high on that, then you got to, right now, Kawhi Leonard might overleap that if he bring back that Larry O'Brien trophy. And now, if he bring that, oh, my God. You talking about a you talking about a great story? Like you said, Marcus, this is more of a fairy tale type thing that's going on right now. They made, they made one move. They got one rid of their superstar and get back, a, back an even better player who does more. We've seen with DeMar DeRozan go on slumps. Kawhi Leonard hasn't had a slump this whole playoff since the playoffs started. He's been he playing with the, injury. with the injury, playing 39 or more minutes north, averaging almost per, probably per 35 to 36 points per game. Let me know where they're doing that at. No way. And he, and he's an X Factor. With Kawhi Leonard and no KD, the Warriors are really going to have a problem. Even though I feel it, like in my brain, like oh, the Warriors probably gonna get another ring. Steph yeah. probably finally gonna get his finals MVP. Mm-hmm. That that cyborg, <laughs> is, he don't quit. Man, the guy who don't make no facial movements or judgments, Kawhi Leonard. You know, I thought he was special anyway, just because what he did to LeBron James. Was that the two thousand and what two thousand and thirteen NBA Finals when they won? How he shut LeBron James down and won the finals MVP. This guy is special. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This guy has the it factor. Most people don't like him because he don't show no emotion. Why? One thing, it's, people don't like him because he don't show no emotion. 
it's almost like Tim Duncan. A lot of people don't like Tim Duncan, but if you notice, the guy, he, Tim Duncan took care of business. And Kawhi Leonard's on that same mission. He don't talk trash to you. He's going to play basketball. So, and the, we know who to, so if you had to pick an X factor in this series, we're going to stick with Toronto because they got the best record in the, they got the best record right now. And they hosting an NBA Finals. Who do you think would be the X factor? If you had to pick two people to be the X factor, two players, who would it be right now to set the tone for the Toronto Raptors? I'm glad you. I'm glad you said two players because I had two players in mind, and that's the, the starting backcourt or the point guard Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. and then the backup Van Fleet. I mean Van Fleet can't let uh, Cook cook them like how he did Portland. And Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry, he just got to show up. I mean, he just got to do normal Kyle Lowry things. He ain't even got to do, you know, nothing extravagant. All right. Just play right. the game, you know, knock down the three when you open, and dish the rock. Like, that's all he got to do. And then Kawhi and everybody else can, will fall into place. All right, cool. I got you to say that, too, because on top of my list was Kyle Lowry. If Kyle Lowry – if all Kyle Lowry got to do is give me at least 17 points and seven assists. That is great. It's gonna be one person. I'm gonna say, other than that, because I feel like I feel like Van Vliet gonna be gonna get his normal pile. But the next person now I circle who have to come in life in this series and control things. No, well, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you an extra one too, Marcus. Serge Ibaka oh, has to give me has to play huge. That's facts. That that front court. Of the Golden State Warriors is not a physical front court. Not at all. People are getting outworked by the Golden State Warriors by Kevon Looney, Mr. Brawl Shoulders. <laughs> he has no business scoring the points that he has been scoring in the last series. Why? Because Portland, first of all, they're missing Nurkic. Two, uh, and his cutting it. Was on the uh, some Ramadan. He was fasting, so he lost some weight. He didn't have the same strength. Serge Ibaka has to give me seventeen points to put. He has to play with that nasty. He has to play. Don't settle for threes. He is he is more dangerous when he is attacking that rim. And I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go with a surprise pick for third. Mark Gasol got to set that. He got to set the tempo, man. He has to set the tempo for as a, being a starter at the center. Make that young boy work. As we say at the park, Mark, you know. Man, old school, make that young boy work. Or they say, man, or it might be vice versa. Man, old school ain't got no business being out here with us playing basketball. And guess what? Old school guy give you buckets. Marcus all got to make the young boy work on offense and right. defense. He cannot just settle and just pass the ball. Now, going to the I mean, this the is for his legacy. Right. So if you want to ring to have one with your brother so that they can say, hey, both the Gasol brothers going into the Hall of Fame together, they both are NBA champions, that's what you want to hear. Little brother, come and play. Even though I would love to see that matchup, even though Paul Gasol didn't play because he was hurt for the Milwaukee Bucks, but you you think he's on the phone? Hey, hey, Mark, you need to go to work. I need for you to get this ring. There ain't too many brother combos in leagues that have championship rings other than I can think of the McCourty brothers that play for the New England Patriots that both got Super Bowl rings. But other than that, 
So we go to we go into the Golden State Warriors. X Factor. We don't know it's no cap right now, no Kevin Durant. Supposed to come back at a later date. We still haven't heard the clarification on Andre Iguodala or Boogie Cousins. From what the guys that we may know now, who would be your X Factor for the Golden State Warriors going further to the game one on the 30th at 9 o'clock of the NBA Finals? Who would be your two? This time, Marcus, I'm going to give you three and I go two. You pick your three X Factors for the Warriors who think who have a, an involvement to winning this championship. So I think the, the Warriors start and end with Draymond Green. Mm, mm, okay. He has to be the catalyst out there. It, it, they go as he go. I don't care. KD and Steph out there. Right. Green is not, you know, being the best Draymond Green. The team right. is not the best it can be. So Draymond Green, number one. Number two is, is Clay. You know, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. he should have a chip on his shoulder. You know, he didn't get picked for any of the All-NBA teams. You know, right. He lost a lot of money because of it. So he should mm-hmm. come out there with a chip on his shoulder and, and let everybody know, look, I'm, if I'm not the best shooter, I, I'm, you know, 1A, 1B. Right. You know, so him and Draymond is my two X factors. And then the third will be uh, a guy off the bench, if he can put, if he can be healthy, Andre Kadal. He's he, defensively, he creates so much offense for them. I mean, mm-hmm. especially in crunch time, like when things get really get tight and the other team star, you know, best player got the ball in their hand. Andre Iguodala is on him, and he's in charge of shutting him down. So he has to be healthy for me for them to, to just kind of walk away with this because he is my third X Factor today. Like, they're really going to need his defense and his uh, just overall basketball knowledge because he's always making them the right basketball. But he's similar to Kawhi. He's he like a downgraded version of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he always do the right plays. He's always, you know, giving 100% on offense and defense. Mm-hmm. All right, for me, my two X factors for the Golden State Warriors. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna take it out a little bit. I'm gonna go with Sean Livingston. Been non-existent so far in these playoffs. He give you one good game out of the seven game series. If they want to win, because he's so long, he was six nine. A six nine wingman, just because he can put you in the post and he can shoot a consistent fifteen footer. It's something bothering Sean Livingston. I don't know if he's injured or playing through an injury. He hasn't been the Sean Livingston of the past. I don't think people has take notice to that. As I'm sitting back watching, I'm looking at his minutes. He's playing key minutes, but he's not giving you key quality points. And stat sheet stuff to get get the job done. He may get you four oh, points. You might that's it. A Sean Livingston normally off the bench will get you about twelve or thirteen points. He might be playing with an injury. By them being off a week and by them coming from I think they went to Cancun or something like that or Cabo. By them having a team day with the team, I feel like he's the biggest X factor for them right now because we know what the other guys can do. Second, my other X factor would be, this is pretty tough because I think you hit it right on the head with Draymond Green. I feel the same way as too. Now, if Draymond Green comes out 
in game one and doesn't play up to Draymond Green expectations, don't get a technical foul, don't do nothing crazy, Toronto Raptors can easily beat these guys. But like you said, the X factor will rely on Draymond Green. Can he be the catalyst, as I say, as somebody else stole one of my lines from TV again? I've been saying the whole time. <laughs> Draymond Green is the gasoline to this car. He fuels this team to go in the right way. He, you know what? I'm going to come with a new analogy because TV taking all my stuff. I'm tired of calling the TV out. You know you go to the dealership. You want to you want to test drive a car, and they make you sign all this paperwork before you take them on the road before you can do anything. You can't drive this car without the paperwork and give them your credentials over. Draymond Green right now is the paperwork to this team. Okay, he's the paperwork. You can't do nothing. It. You can't like do that. nothing without this paperwork. That's true. <laughs> he's the paperwork. We we got the foundation. We got the tools here. Can't cross over that border. None. You we can't, all you can't do nothing. You need all your paper. You need all your credentials. Draymond Green is the credentials. I, me, I like I like Draymond Green. I like how he played defense. You win championships on defense. I tell people this all the time. Offense sells tickets in the regular season. NBA playoffs and championships always come down to what? One defensive stop. Can he be that guy that can shut down Kawhi Leonard? Can he? Can they? Can they do this? Like we said, we don't know about the the health the health status of the Iggy, Demarcus Cousins, or Kevin Durant. Right, that's true. You know, as you were saying, you know, I I have one more. I got one more X factor for Toronto. I got one. I got one more. You know, I was thinking about it. The six and Drake. They they were an X factor, especially for these Warriors. Ooh, okay. Drake has already got under, uh, you know, Kevin Durant's skin. I'm sure he can get under uh, Draymond Green's skin. You know, he was uh, all Giannis ear whenever he shot a free throw. At the end of the game yesterday, you would have thought he played four quarters of basketball. I mean, that's how legit he takes his, his job as being an ambassador. Like he takes it all the way. Like he's gonna be. That's up, how I feel. Gonna have exactly. a crowd pumped up. So he's an X factor himself. So going to that, I give another one to Toronto too. I'm gonna say who the biggest X factor gonna be. Nick Nurse. What adjustments? Say if you are up by 15, 16 points at halftime. What adjustments are you going to make to take this game to the finish line? We know what Steve Kerr can do. We know he got the Gunners over there. He got the scores. Toronto don't have those same type of scores. They got to rely on their defense and Kawhi Leonard. So what? The, what? How he's going to adjust? Make an adjustment after halftime. Nick Nurse might be your biggest X X factor overall for the Toronto Raptors. What this team going to do when they are up comfortably 15, 16 points here to the third quarter? We know we know Golden State being down 15, 16 points, being down by three. All they gotta do is hit crank three threes in a row. They right into the game. They right in the mix. This Toronto Raptors team cannot go in a cold spell. If they go in a cold spell, Marcus, what's going to happen to these Toronto Raptors? Going well for them. <laughs> We've seen that. I mean, it's only so much Kawhi can do. Uh, mm-hmm. But them cold spells, 
when they do get going, it normally ends pretty bad for them. And I, I, and I agree with you with that because it can go bad for the Raptors. But according to the people in Las Vegas, they, the Golden State Warriors is a negative 350 favorite to win a championship. And it's going in Thursday night, the Warriors are a one-point favorite to win the game. So let's let you know this is going to be a, clo- this, this is gonna be a, a close call game. Anybody who take that bet, I want to take that bet. So right now, we, me and Mark is not going to say we're going to win this series. As we're going to do, we're going to go game by game. Who you think is going to win game one? I know a lot of people want the Warriors to win game one so they can get Taco Bell, get a free taco for Los Nachos. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to limb. Toronto. I'm gonna say Toronto win game one at home to set the tone because it's not often that you see a Golden State Warriors team start their championship series off down 0-1. They always either up one or two games. I'm gonna go with the Raptors at home with in the in Jurassic Park. I'm gonna give the Raptors a four point edge. I think I think I'm gonna agree. I think the Raptors take the, the game one. I mean, I want them to because if Golden State come in and take game one, with well, all that momentum Toronto got going, the series gonna be over quick. I don't want the series to be over quick, so I, I'm, I have faith that Toronto is gonna get it done game one. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be close too. I think four. I think maybe even a, a, a buzzer beater maybe. I feel like a buzzer beater is gonna happen in game one, so I'm going to a, a two like a two point game. Okay, All right, I want to piggyback to the other series. Is it me that Kawhi Leonard loves that right side of the floor and the ball always jump off the rim and hit the backboard to go in? Hit everything. <laughs> let me find out. Kawhi Leonard has the Buffalo Wild Wings more control. Let me find out. But anywho. Before we wrap this up, I I see what you said about. Do you agree about uh, Clay Thompson not being on the third team? But speaking of this, I just want to talk about the NBA first teams and second and third team. That's all I'm gonna talk about. So do you? Everybody agree with Giannis. Giannis and James Harden are the was the unanimous voter getters of that. Steph Curry and Paul George and Nikolai Jokic. I can agree. I I definitely agree with Steph Curry. And Paul George, because before, you know, Kevin Durant had a slow start in the season. Steph Curry would always been up there. Do you right. feel like Steph, do you, I'm not going to say I strongly agree with Steph Curry being the first team. Do you feel like they only put Steph Curry in the first team all NBA just because the Kevin Durant injury, just because these votes came down so late? Normally, you know about the all first team by the end of the first round of playoffs. Was they doing something a little bit different? I, like I said, I agree with Giannis, Nikolai Jokic, and James Harden, and definitely Paul George. But we could, but that with Steph Curry, that could be easily Kevin Durant. They put Kevin Durant in the second team. Put him on the second team. I thought he was on a uh, 
first team, no? No, it was Giannis, Steph Curry, Paul George, James Harden, and Nikolai Jokic. Okay, okay. And remember, Marcus, before this, I said, you know, if I had, remember I told you, I said, Nikolai Jokic would probably be your all-first team center, which he was. Which he was. Sure. Second team, Damian Lillard, Kawhi, Joel Embiid, Kyrie, Kevin Durant. I disagree mm. with Kyrie being up there. I think he should have been third team. I disagree because Kyrie missed a lot of games. Could be on the second team. Him and Kawhi. Kawhi missed like a quarter of the season. (laughs) Right. But the reason I probably got Kawhi up there is because of their record and where they finish at in the East. Give them a look. Because, to be honest, NBA first and second team can be all all, all Western Conference guys. That's the argument I had. It could be all Western guys. So, KD, I feel like they got that wrong. I thought he should have been first. Kyrie, disagree. He should have been third. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid could have been high as a one, as a one, but he was another guy who, who was injured, too. Him and Kawhi. Damian Lillard, I feel like he could be either first or second, but I feel like they, they did it. I think that was good to have him second. Uh, third team was Rudy Gobert, Blake Griffin. LeBron James, Kimball Walker, and Russell Westbrook. So the complaint I began about some LeBron James fans, they said LeBron James, really? He third team. He should have been second team. I said, hold on, pal. I'm the biggest LeBron James fan that you know out there. I said, I think they got it right. If it was up to me, I said, I'm, I, if, if I'm, a, I'm a huge LeBron James fan. LeBron James should have been, he shouldn't he, he should made the first, second, or the third. I feel like other guys who actually contribute could have been on that third team. The reason we get to LeBron James, LeBron James missed about 18 games in a row. Then on top of that, he missed two or three games here, and they missed a total of about 23, 24 games. And he was and the reason they gave it to him because he was still averaging was it 27 and seven and seven. Like still, it's, it's, it's mind boggling that he's up there. I thought it was right with uh, Kimball Walker, Russell Rusberg. He's averaging a triple double. I thought. Rudy Gobert was a safe pick. I, I definitely disagree with LeBron James and Blake Griffin to be up there, to be honest with you. Um, to replace, you could have had Bradley Beal. I thought Bradley Beal had a good season for when he right. did. He was, for what he was doing with the, the stuff he went through with the um, the, um, the Wizards. Uh, uh, Clay Thompson could have been up there. It's a lot of guys. I thought Devin, even though Devin Booker record is not where he's at, I thought he was another guy who had a, a significant season who could have been up there. Who could have, we're gonna add some votes, but Blake Griffin, nah, he didn't do anything better for his team. They made the playoffs. They actually missed the playoffs by one game. So there's nothing that he really couldn't do that he didn't do normally. I thought D'Angelo Russell should have had a knock up there. Or Lou Williams could have made third team. So it was a couple of guys who I thought should have made that third team, probably other than LeBron James and Blake Griffin. My 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 pick would probably have been D'Angelo Russell. That could have been there. That's just me. Or Lou Williams. Lou Williams, the only guy, the only six men to be, to come off the bench and give you 50. Like that, him and um, Jamal Crawford. I thought that would have been one. But. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I, I think I ain't, I ain't mad at Blake getting a nod. Mm-hmm. Or LeBron. I mean, that third team. I ain't really mad at that third team at all. I think everybody who was on the third team probably. Uh, just eat, just squeaked out, you know, uh, over other players, you know, like Brad, Brad Bill, Clay Thompson, 
or a or even a player like Donovan Mitchell. I think he could have he could have got a, a third team nod too. Um, All right. Yeah, I was I really wasn't too mad at the uh, All NBA teams this year. I think. Uh, the first and second team, I always see them as, as interchangeable uh, mm-hmm. unless somebody's just standing out like James Harden and, and Giannis. Like, right. They got to be first team. So I, I wasn't really too mad at it. All right, Marcus. Two things before we go. We're going to wrap this up, folks. How can I say this? The Phoenix Suns. I don't know what's up with these guys for the last month or so. We got Phoenix Suns big man Rashad Holmes arrested for marijuana possession, along with another one? former yep, along with former Brooklyn Nets forward James Webb's third. <laughs> I don't want to say I don't I don't want to sound like Stephen A. Smith stay <laughs> off the weed, but let's be honest. Can y'all give it a rest? <laughs> can y'all wait till y'all retire to go back in, in your whole as, as Phil Jackson said he don't smoke weed Phil Jackson said he smoked peyote peyote <laughs> which is weed he smoked right. peyote so as he's smoking peyote he's retired that's when he do it can you guys wait they are giving out random drug tests you, you guys haven't learned anything from Tyreek Evans going back to the OJ Mayo mm. now Y'all ain't learn anything. Nothing. If you go look at if you go look at Tyreek Evans' team picture, his eyes are so red. You thought he was out there shooting dice with the devil. <laughs> his eyes is red on one of his team pictures by himself. Eyes is lit. Look like children of the corn out there. <laughs> Get that man some visine. <laughs> Rashad Holmes, James, I don't think James Webb is in the league. That's what I said, former Brooklyn Nets forward James Webb. You guys have to stay off the cannabis. Please stay off the cannabis. I know you guys like to smoke the green. Go eat some broccoli if you like it that much. Stay off the cannabis. And guys wondering why they, this is when you get in trouble so much, they trying to figure out, man, I, I, I don't know why the team to give me an extension. This is why you can't get a contract extension. This is why you cannot get that extra one or two million dollars because you cannot stay off the cannabis. Please stay off the cannabis. All right, that's I got a like, shot. Like, I got a, how do we say, Marcus? They said like the third player that got in trouble this so far in this offseason. Was it yeah. Jackson? No, Josh Jackson ran away from the police in Phoenix in handcuffs. Not in Phoenix, but in Miami in handcuffs at the Rolling Loud concert. He was trying to run with handcuffs on. Brother, where are you going <laughs> with handcuffs on? Running away. Not a good look. All right. All right, Marcus. I'm going to end it right here. This go, is this going to my shock some people. Kimball Walker made the third team. All NBA team. He's eligible for a super max deal that can get him the I think the seven year deal for two hundred and twenty one million dollars. According to some Warm stuff up. I've been, yeah, according to some stuff I've been hearing around Charlotte. According to some of the sources I may know, depending on how true it is, don't quote me. But some of my sources is saying that 
Michael Jordan may not give Kimball Walker the Supermax deal of $221. I don't think he is. <laughs> that means Kimball may walk. A dark horse team that may sign him for that much money may be a Phoenix Suns. But I think that team that might give him that money is going to be Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks. So Hornets fans. So I I, I don't think the the Mavericks can give him the super max. They give him the max. They can give him the super max. Only Charlotte can. Right. So but I'm agreeing. Dallas is probably the Hornets fans. Nation. You may lose the best score in franchise history. Kim Walker's the all the all time three point shot maker. He passed up Dale Curry this past season. Uh, he's the all time leader in um in scoring here. And you're looking at where Michael Jordan. What are you going to do? I've always had this question since I've been living here. Michael Jordan is arguably one of the greatest players in NBA history. Six time NBA champion, ten time scoring champ. All these MVPs, the Olympic gold medals. You tell me you cannot get two superstars to go alongside with Kimball Walker. Like I said, I've been there for seven years. It's a great city. It's small. The people don't bother you. They respect you. It's it's warm here. You can play golf here. We only three and a half hours away from Orlando, eight hours away from Orlando. 12 hours away from Miami. Michael Jordan, can you can you tell me you can't get a superstar here to go along with Kemba Walker? I would be very shocked and appalled if Kemba Walker don't return to the Hornets. You have to sign that guy and pair him up with a superstar fast. He's wasting his he best NBA years playing for a mediocre basketball team. So, he wanted to do something. I mean, the Charlotte Hornets are known for not, you know, seizing a moment on certain of their superstars. Right now, they are like a very expensive team, but they're like in the middle of the pack, which is the worst. Like you can't be super expensive and not right. make the playoffs. So they can either have to trade somebody to pay him that money, or they're gonna have to just let him go. I hate to see him but go. But mm-hmm. that's that's what it is. And on that note, as we're gonna wrap it up, I'm gonna say Marky Jordan. Marky Jordan is one of the wealthiest guys, especially he's the only Afro American that owns a basketball team. And as he in that billionaire boys club, I'm looking at where he is like he's the rich guy who goes shop at the Goodwill. <laughs> for D minus players, he get a, he get all these guys these contracts who don't live up to it. Marvin Williams, another guy who got a fat contract, is not doing anything. Nicholas Batum robbed the Charlotte Hornets. He took <laughs> a he he came he came he pulled up to the arena, Marcus. No cap, three Brinks truck and told Mike, "Give me all the money." <laughs> <laughs> He gave him all the money, and, and Nicholas Batum cannot score. And guess who else came with his brink truck? MKG. Oh, yeah. Robbed him blind. 
This time oh. he came with some, he came with some smugglers and say, hey, Mike, <laughs> give me all the money. So you're going to get all these guys the money. MKG, never been an all-star team other than the rookie-sophomore game. Never made to the all-star team. Never <laughs> made all-NBA anything. Nicholas Batum never made NBA all anything. But you gave these guys a contract for five years, $120 million. Nicholas Batum hasn't done anything in that contract. You gave... You gave MKG the four-year deal. I think he got like almost close to like seventy-something million. And these guys aren't living up to their contracts. But you're not gonna tell me you don't get you're not gonna get your three-time all-star, your all-time leading scorer, and your all-time three-point maker, the match contract. As the great words of Hi Davis, this is beyond me. Oh, you paying, paying. <laughs> right. And on that note, folks, it's After Hours Live from the Man Cave. I'm Tay Wiggs. This is Mark Sanders. And we out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.